Oh, this is a story about a guy named Al, and he lived yeah, in the sewer yeah, with his hamster. Yeah, pal. yeah. Welcome to me That's talking weird out to you, <laughs> <laughs> the only podcast that wants to talk to everyone in the world about Weird Al Yankovic. Garrett and I are just feeling real loosey goosey tonight, ain't that right, Garrett? That's exactly right, Dakota. That's that's my co-host Garrett Hill. I'm Dakota Rimmer, and we have a mini topic episode for our for the good little boys and girls of uh, the M Twattyverse today. Now, here's the thing: if you're new to this uh, podcast experience, uh, welcome on in. Find a beanbag in the corner. Um, on these mini topic no, episodes, not, hmm? not that beanbag. That one smells like Cheetos. Oh yeah, not that one. Sorry, yeah, I one. didn't even notice. Yeah, stay stay out of that one. Yeah, I sit in the one with the flames on it. The classic flame look. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, mm. it only looks hot. Uh, in these mini-topic episodes, what happens is I present a theory or some sort of uh, inkling of an idea to my co-host Garrett, uh, and we discuss it ad nauseum sometimes <laughs> because we're just so passionate about this stuff. Um, and I see, I get his uh, full opinion on it, and today is no exception. I got a real... A real hootie and the blowfish for you. By that I mean it's a it's a barn burner. What I'm going to present to you today, I've I've thought about it for a long time, and um, I can tell you why I came to some of the conclusions and why I even set out to do this. Uh, and I will in a minute. But first, I want to say, um, after I talk to you about our initial topic, as we close the episode later, I'm going to make a another case for girls just want to have lunch whoa so yeah there's a little bit of a teaser for for the listeners if they want to hear me try to defend arguably one of weird al's least popular songs okay uh, at the end of this episode uh stay tuned for that because i've got some new information not new information i've just um listened to it in a different perspective and it opened my eyes a little bit so to go to we'll um, see about that i'm very excited <laughs> i knew Dude, I knew, I knew when I told you about that, you would be like, "Let's just talk about that." <laughs> you, you famously do not like girls; just want to have lunch. That's okay. Yeah, you don't have to. Uh, but I, I do think I have new information to present to you that'll make you maybe not rethink your choices, but at least make you go, "Huh, okay." <laughs> well, I'm, I'm good. Let's get on with it. The first thing I want to talk about, Garrett. We recently in our album breakdowns, we. We're steamrolling our way through the the early catalog of uh, young Mr. Weird Al Yankovic. We talked about uh, his, his eponymous album and then N3D, and then we made our way to Dare to be Stupid, which we discovered that despite being a great album, I think we'll both agree on, right? Dare to be Stupid's a pretty good album. Absolutely. Or maybe one of his best albums, depending on who you ask. I know it was my favorite as a child. Um Despite that, though, there were a few misses on it, there, and it, there's a lot of weird choices on there, too. We've, I discussed how I think it's a bit of a Frankenstein's monster of an album, because there's some things that he took from other eras of his career, and things that just didn't seem in like they should have been on an album. Weird covers, and uh, the, the odd form of the track listing, everything kind of seemed off. But again, still a good album. After talking about Dare to be Stupid, we moved on to Polka Party, which, on the flip side, a lot of people do not see as a good album. It didn't chart well. It didn't perform well. Um, that's accurate. That's accurate. But it still has some gems on it. So after getting through these two albums, um, I was inspired by, well, actually, the podcast that inspired this podcast. I've been listening to uh, You Talking You Too to Me, or as it's known now, 
uh, Are You Talking R.E.M. Re-Me? Because they've moved on from YouTube to R.E.M. And Scott and Scott over there on that podcast started doing this thing where they would reorder R.E.M. albums to fit their preferences better because they felt like some of their later works didn't flow too well. And so, uh, to Adam Scott's chagrin, Scott Ackerman would often take the songs and move them around and find a way that worked better for him, completely eliminating some songs in the process. I took that task upon myself in regards to Dare to be Stupid and Polka Party. And now, Garrett, to you, I present the crux of this episode, Dare to be Polka. (laughs) Or we can call it Stupid Party. I don't know which one's better. (laughs) I kind of like the sound of Stupid Party. (laughs) I know, I saved that one because I like it better too. (laughs) Now we have our episode. (laughs) Stupid Party. So, you there on the beanbag, welcome to the Stupid Party. (laughs) That's such a good name for the... Like, can we rename this podcast? <laughs> oh, that is a good name for a podcast. Let's just... We should name our next podcast that no matter what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid party. I like that a lot. Please nobody take that. <laughs> or if you do, make it worth our while. <laughs> yeah. You live up to that stupid party potential. So, Garrett... <clears throat> What I've done here is I've taken what I think are the best bits of Dare to be Stupid and Polka Party, put them all onto one 12-track album, which I know is a little high. I think he usually runs around 11 tracks, um, but it was kind of hard to not include some things. And honestly, some stuff that I love uh, did not make the cut, but I I agree that everything is up to opinion. Uh, and that I'm indifferent to this era of his music because I enjoyed it a lot when I was a kid. Um, and I think some of the stuff I got rid of was stuff that you also agreed wasn't all that great. It wasn't even taking mine or your opinion completely just that into uh, effect here. It was taking the overall opinion of the people and the quality of the music. Uh, so I have a 12 track listing. I have arranged it in, uh, classic Weird Al order, starting with a parody Original, parody, original, and going down the line like that. I ended with a real banger, like he is known to do, like one of those uh, for the fans kind of tracks. And I've thrown a polka in the middle in the place of one of the parodies. So you and I think that the I think that it flows well too. Okay, Go so ahead. you picked Dare to Be Stupid and Polka Party because both albums seem to be like half and half, good and bad. About I would say it's more sixty forty. Okay. Definitely, uh, definitely the case for Dare to Be Stupid, but yeah, and you know, I say sixty forty, uh, in deference to the to the fans of Weird Al, right? Again, for my money, Dare to Be Stupid is one of my favorite albums. There's only two songs on there that I don't listen to all the time. I listen to the whole album a lot, and uh, Polka Party, despite its reputation, has quite a few good tracks on it. And there's only three or four songs on there that I would consider skipping on the regular. Uh, but again, as far as the overall fandom is concerned, including light Weird Al fans, this I think is the nominal way to listen to these two albums. Okay, you know those people that have uh, preferred methods of watching the Star Wars movies. Oh yeah, this is this is how I present this to them. Well, it's well, I mean, it's the right <laughs> way, and then everything else is wrong. Everything you know is wrong. Yeah, exactly. That's what I say to all those people who would argue against the proposed, or against the way I watch them. It's the original trilogy, episodes one, two, and three, 
Then you can watch Rogue One, and then I would go Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Then you can then you can revisit Solo. There you go. I like Solo. It got it, it got a bum rap, but I thought it was pretty good. Okay. If you can look, <laughs> I don't think we agree on this. If you can look past the actor, and as an actor, I don't think he's a bad actor. I just don't think he's a ringer for uh, young uh, Harrison Ford. But if you can look past that, I think he got a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah, I stand by it. <laughs> well, do you want to change the topic of the episode? <laughs> it, everything you know is wrong about making a solo movie. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the stupid party. <laughs> also, also because um, Polka Party kind of saw his career in a very slight decline. I think that this, if you retcon his career, this really helps because you don't have the kind of a flat tire that was Polka Party in the middle of his otherwise, you know, moving right along. I mean, after this is even worse, which is great. Uh, before this was, you know, I thought Dare to be Stupid was great and it did well. But before that, you had N3D, which was fantastic to his career. So if you do, you know, first album, N3D, Stupid party, and then even worse, you don't even have that hiccup. <laughs> it's good every time. <laughs> so anyway, that's the only reason that uh, I did this. I don't think you should go around doing this to all his albums, because I think this is the last instance of this kind of thing happening. Even UHF, which suffered because of it was tied to the film, was a good album. There were some really great songs on that. All right, let's do yeah, this. Then. Let's do this thing. I, I, I welcome any criticisms on this, both from both you and the listener. I want to know what people think about this. But, but here we go. We open up with "Like a Surgeon." Okay, so we're not going to change the opener. Not going to change it. It's a strong opener. As far as his uh, originals go, it still sits way up high on the list. You know, it's no "Eat It," it's no "White and Nerdy," but for what these two albums give us. It is it's incredibly solid, and it's good as an opener. There are better parodies on either one of these albums, but album album open album openers. This is this is where it's at. We start with like a surgeon. Okay. After that, again, not breaking what we've got so far. We move on to dare to be stupid. Okay. As anthemic as it is to Weird Al and his career and his motto, his lifestyle, everything he stands for, uh, you have to have a, a strong. Weird Al, Weird Al heavy uh, pastiche in the passenger seat on this thing. And I think Dare to Be Stupid pulls that off. Okay, which speaks to how strong uh, the album Dare to Be Stupid is. So there you go. You got Surgeon Dare to Be Stupid coming in at number three. We have to move back to the parodies. Okay, and this is this is where I drop Living with a Hernia. All right, I'm with you. Because, and I think mostly because of time, in the day that all this came out, it may have done really well. Yeah. It may have been accepted as popular. It doesn't have the flamboyancy, which is really weird to say about a James Brown parody, but I don't think it has the strength to be the opening track. Yeah. The, the, strong, the song itself, um, with its horns and its big production sound sounds like... And it sounds like a stage song. Mm-hmm. Living in America belongs as an album album opener on James Brown's album. I don't know if it is. Uh, I don't know how it falls in his oeuvre, but 
Living in America is a strong, good song. But Living with a Hernia, simply because of subject matter and just kind of, it didn't age well. I, I don't like it sitting in the driver's seat. Right. I don't know why I'm using so many car metaphors either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think as a parody, it works and it's funny and there are good parts of it. Okay. So it belongs in the number three position. Yeah, I like it so far. I Hernia may not make my stupid party. Okay, so you're going, I, I like this. I wanted you to do this. Yeah, I'm. I, what, so what I'm doing right now... As you're going through your your album, I'm starting to kind of put together my thoughts of what I would do with my version. And I like I, I like opening with Surgeon because it's strong and Dare to Be Stupid. Like I don't, you, you wouldn't leave that off the list, but I'm trying to figure out if maybe I would put Stupid later. But I want to hear where you go with the rest of the album, and then I'll okay, no, I'll yeah. lock up my version when you're done. Yeah, and if. If you have to, if I if you're being quiet after some of these, I'll know that you're trying to concentrate on yours. So I'll I'll yeah I'll, I'm I'm anxious to see what you build to. So it, it took I did I put a lot of work in this too. So uh, prepare yeah. to be re- it, it gets hard. It really does, okay. especially if you try to keep it down to twelve tracks. Um, after hernia, uh, we needed a good um, original, but Al- Weird Al has this great way. Uh, um, Dare to be stupid aside, mm. of arranging his tracks on his albums to where um, sometimes number four, numbers four, five, and six, the polka will usually be around that area, but those originals aren't his strongest. His really strong originals uh-huh. are in the number two slot and at the end of the album. Um, these are good originals, in my opinion. Great, even. But. Um, after the excitement of Surgeon, Dare to be Stupid, and Hernia, which I maintain is an exciting song, I wanted to kind of bring it down a little bit. This is still a fun, upbeat song. I think it's a great pastiche, but because of its questionable uh, origins, like it's kind of hard to pin down to one artist, and because of its weird nature, okay. it's here mostly because of its comedic value. Okay. And that number four track is Don't Wear Those Shoes. I love Don't Wear Those Shoes, but I could see the layman fan saying... Uh, you know, not strong. It's no dare to be stupid as far as originals go. Right. But I love it. I think it's strong enough. I think it would have been appreciated more on this album. Okay. On this hypothetical album we're building, but that is what it is. Don't wear those shoes is at number four. Okay. Now, track number five should be a parody or, in this case, it's a polka. This is really hard. <laughs> I think we had two pretty solid polkas. I wouldn't call either of them great polkas. Like some of the great polkas, in my opinions, are Polka Face uh-huh. and um, uh, Angry White Boy Polka. I think that's what I call polka was pretty good too. Now that's what I call polka. But um, Polka Party and what's it called? Hooked on Polkas? Yeah, Hooked on Polkas and Polka Party. Um, both really good, both solid. Not toward the bottom of the list, but also not in my top three polkas. So I had to... It, this this is really hard, Garrett. I had to take it kind of the way that each polka flowed. And I feel like one of them, the one I didn't pick, was a little more clunky. Didn't contain all of the hits that I would like. I get to cheat a little because I'm not Weird Al in the 80s. I'm Dakota Rimmer in the in 2018. Uh-huh. And so I get the advantage of seeing how these songs did in the long run. 
And so, based on that, my number five track and the polka for this album is Polka Party. Okay. Now, recently on a Facebook forum that me and you are both in called Weird Al Stupid Posting, um, somebody said that Polka Party was not as strong a polka as the alternative polka and polka face. I agree it's not as good as alternative polka, I mean, as polka face, but I don't think the alternative polka, as much as I like the individual components of, is that strong of a polka. I think Polka Party is over, overlooked. But you know what? We talked about it a long time. Uh-huh. I picked that one. I gave you all the reasons. So number five, Polka Party. Do you have? Do you? Would you say you have feelings towards one polka over the other? Mm, between these two, it's tough, right? Yeah. I mean, these albums were back to back almost. Yeah, and. I kind of agree with the sentiment that I don't think either of these polkas are higher on my list. Right. I think I would I would prefer the Hooked on Polkas more. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I do. Just because maybe I'm just more familiar with the the track the track listing, or maybe I feel like it it works better as a polka than the other one. I'm not sure. But uh, I would I would go the direction of hooked on polkas. But I there I feel like a polka is is so unique to the person listening. Yeah. Because everybody's musical tastes are different, and there might be just whether it comes down to tracks or the way the polka sounds as a whole. Like anybody can make an argument for any polka, really. So I think part of my reasoning came down to um, the final track. The way a polka ends is very important, and. Uh, Hooked on Polkas ends with Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, which has some uh, adult connotations about what the original track may or may not be about, (laughs) Uh, which makes it really funny in in polka form. However, I had to go with the one that ended with I'm keeping my baby (laughs) over and over. I just thought, I, I don't know, that's funny to me. It also has Nasty, yeah, which, I don't know, it's pretty good. I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna stay with it. I started questioning myself, but I'm, yeah, yeah, no, I know. okay. I mean, I'm not, tr- I'm not trying to talk you out of it by any means. Yeah, that's a tough one. Wait, let's move on to track six. Back to an original. This one, almost, I could say almost this, all the same things about as I did uh, track four. Don't wear those shoes. Um, but uh, maybe this, this one might be even better. Uh, it's uh, one of those days. like one of those days a lot okay um you can see that i'm picking up a lot of originals from polka party and a lot of parodies from uh, dare to be stupid i think yeah i don't know that might change in a minute uh number seven a parody okay you and i i don't think agreed on this parody on the power of this parody (laughs) (laughs) okay i like where this is going i actually think you liked it more than i did and it was your opinion on that that made me realize Man, it might not be all that bad. I may have just been burnt out on it uh-huh. because um, it had triple album placement. This song appeared on three different albums, two of them on compilations and the other one on Polka Party. And that parody is Addicted to Spuds. That's okay. Okay. Did, I thought that's what you might have said after you started describing. Didn't you remind me, you appreciated that one more than I did when we broke down that part of the album, right? Yeah. Okay. It's not bad, and it's definitely funny. And as of yet, on this album, there isn't a single food song. Right. 
So it had to be on there. That's fair. In fact, in fact, there was only one food song on each of these albums, from what I can see. And that was Girls Just Want to Have Lunch and Addicted to Spuds. Uh-huh. Wow, that's hard to believe. I'm rereading it, but yeah, I think there was only one food song on each. And so, yeah, given the other parodies, I think one of one of those spuds. <laughs> Addicted to Spuds stands out. <laughs> so. Just one of those spuds. Plus, I placed it in sort of a nominal position of kind of over the halfway mark, um, but surrounded by two really strong originals and so it's like okay uh-huh. there you go also addicted to love st- stuck around sort of people know the song it's not like uh-huh. what is this a parody of again cheating yeah. a little bit by thinking of it from a modern standpoint but it is it is the life we've we're being granted right um so that's number seven number eight we go back to an original this gets a little repetitive toward the end because like i said i put more songs than you're supposed to so this is, this gets kind of deep um, it almost feels like a best of of the era, now that I think about it. Yeah. But um, think about going off that final uh, twang of uh, Addicted to Spuds, straight into Dog Eat Dog. There you go. Now, you know I had to include this song. Oh yeah, 100%. However, he um, we talked for a while about were the Talking Heads very popular at this point. And I think the final consensus is that they... W- they were definitely known. They weren't, uh, and what's some other ones like the Rugburns and some of these other uh, people that he does style parodies of that you know you hear his song and you're like, I just don't know who the original is, but I I appreciate his right. Like you get that with I was only kidding and Albuquerque and stuff where you have to like do some research to figure out who it is. Uh, Talking Heads are not one of those bands. They're definitely a known band, and they are at this point in Al's career too. However, um, they are still not Madonna <laughs> or yeah. any of these people. Devo, which is the one we chose for our second place here. So having them at the second spot on Polka Party, I think, hurt that album. Um, it's a it's kind of a subdued, subdued song and a bit of a sub, subdued um, topic. Like I don't see a lot of people getting crazy excited about listening to something about that, which is... A little bit of the point, he tried to do a song about a guy who was uber stoked about working in a cubicle, yeah. which is pretty comedic in and of itself, but after talking about hernias and right before talking about potatoes, I think that really hurt Polka Party. So I buried Dog Eat Dog a little, but I still threw it a bone and by including it on this album because it is a fantastic track. One of my favorite Weird Al tracks of all time. Yeah. It belongs on here, and I think I've got it in a more exciting spot. What's interesting is I just looked up Office Space to find out when that movie came out, and it was... Do you know that movie came out in 1999? Yeah. I knew it was in the late 90s. I figured that was an earlier 90s movie. Oh, really? Yeah, for some reason I felt like there was a chance that maybe one one or the other was inspired by each other. I can see... um... I could see where you would think that because of the styles of it and stuff. Yeah. And also it seems like it was done kind of on a budget, but I so I only know that not to sound like a smarty pants when I said, "Yeah, I knew that." The only reason I know is cuz of Mike Judge's career. Yeah. Like I kept up with Mike Judge for a while a few years back when I got really into his other works. Right. And so that's the only reason I knew when that movie came out. Cuz he's just pretty great. Yeah. Good director and writer and stuff, so. Good movie. Yeah. Uh, this is not my beautiful stapler. 
<laughs> the stapler, the stapler relationship in both that song and in that movie really would make you think that it's that they're connected in some way. <laughs> it is strange that there are two that they highlight in both movies, both the movie and the song. But it almost feels like you could take clips of Office Space and make a great music video for um, Dog Eat Dog. Yeah, I think so. Huh. A fun passion project. I bet it's been done. I'm going to look that up on YouTube later. <laughs> it's probably been done. <laughs> From there, we go on to a parody. We're trying to amp up the denouement of this album, which is the opposite of denouement, so not a good word to use here, but we're trying to hype up the latter end of this, and we're going to throw a, one of his best parodies of all times, of all time, uh, right here uh, toward the end of the album, uh, and that's Yoda. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wanted Yoda's placement. First of all, the front half of this would have been really top-heavy if I'd included Yoda up there with those other songs. So I wanted, I wanted to kind of spread out the good stuff. Uh huh. But also, I wanted Yoda to feel like the afterthought that it kind of was, because he didn't get permission for it. And if this album had happened, stupid party. <laughs> If it had happened the way it did, it would have been even longer that he'd had Yoda under his belt before he finally got to release it to the world. So throwing it in at the end uh-huh. kind of feels right. I kind of like it. It's also a mellow song. I mean, it's got high energy, but just the style of it and stuff, and the way it kind of leaves that ambiguous ending in Luke Skywalker's life, like I could be doing this forever, really feels like an end-of-the-album thing. Yeah. And I would have put it further back, but... There's too many album ending songs that I didn't want to put it. I couldn't put it at the very end. I couldn't put it at the last track. You don't end on a parody, yeah. Usually, so it's it's at number nine. Okay, I'm with you. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. Uh, from there, we go on to maybe one of maybe my favorite song. Uh, that's a lot of weight to put on that. I don't want to give people any idea of what my top ten is. So, uh, one of my favorite songs of all time. And maybe one of his best originals. Uh, one more minute. Yeah, I knew that one was coming. This this crooner classic, the Elvis stylings, the doo wop. Again, just feels like we've we've gone on this roller coaster of highs and not really too many lows on this album. Um, I think we have to bring it down some. And also, uh, I need I need I need somebody I need people to to do this and you know what I might do this actually on Spotify actually I will go on Spotify if that's your weapon of choice when it comes to music Uh, sorry if it's not you're going to have to make this on your Apple Music or whatever you use Um, I'm going to create this playlist I'll call it Stupid Party Uh, just find me Dakota Rimmer that way you don't have to do the work if again if you don't use Spotify you will have to do the work I'll create this the way it is but I need you to go in there if you don't listen to this whole thing because I've done this uh, not, I didn't make the playlist yet, but I'll do that before we re- release this episode. Um, listen to this whole thing the way I have it set up. But what I really need you to hear is track nine. Into, or I'm sorry, track ten into track eleven. Track ten is one more minute. Think about how it ramps down, and he says, "With you, dun 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 dun." And then I want you to hear the next song start to come in, and that next song is "Christmas at Ground Zero." There's a weird, <laughs> there is just this weird magic around da 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 da, 
dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like it's beautiful. I I sat there and redid it like several times in my on my own phone just so I could hear it over and over because the the way the two songs meld into each other is yeah, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. I like I, I like the the day crescendo into Christmas out yeah. Ground Zero. That's good. I almost didn't include Christmas at Ground Zero, but I felt like I, uh, people would have been out for blood, first of all, uh-huh. if I had done that. Um, and also, if I don't know if you noticed, but that's an original into an original. Well, I mean, if you really, if people are out for blood and you feel like you had to put it on there, would you consider knocking Don't Wear Those Shoes for Christmas? No. I know you like, I know, I know the sound blends right really good there, but. If somebody was going to knock a song from the album... I don't think I'd put a Christmas song in the middle of the album. But Al would. He hasn't? No, I'm saying he would. Would he, though? He had two opportunities, too, and on both times he put the song at the end. Oh, you're right. It's true. Yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it works. Okay. Which is going to make what I say next sound really uh, hypocritical. But, yeah, I don't... And also, I'm a sucker for Don't Wear Those Shoes. I'd be more apt to knock off um, hernia. Boy, I'm sorry, Jeff, but I'd I'd be more apt to knock off one of those days. <laughs> okay. Uh, move one more minute up to one of those days. Yep. Which both start with one. That's kind of cool. Um, polk, so go poke a party one more minute. Addicted to spuds. Yeah. That I would do that, but I kept as many as I did because they're good songs. So. Uh, if I had to change something, it'd be that. So, number 11, Ground Zero. Christmas at Ground Zero. Sorry, I was reading it in the shorthand that I had written it in. Uh, and that moves us on to our last track, and I think we can all guess what the final track is. I definitely can. Yeah? You want to try? That's Slime Creatures, dude. Slime Creatures. Me and you talked at length about how this feels like an album ender. And instead, on Dare to be Stupid, it's pretty close to the middle, which was really confusing. And it was sandwiched between George of the Jungle and Girls Just Want to Have Lunch. Yeah. Which is so odd. But, yeah, Slime Creatures at the end. It works. It fits. It makes so much sense. If you knocked off Ground Zero, Christmas at Ground Zero, um, it still this you've got a solid, solid good album. I just couldn't get rid of Christmas at Ground Zero because yeah. it needs to be out in the world. If maybe he released it as a Demento single, like, and D- Dr. Demento just put it out on his basement tapes or whatever... I'd be happy with that because the world would have Christmas at Ground Zero and you would leave a Christmas album, I mean a Christmas song, off of what is not a Christmas album, which would actually feel much better. Yeah. If you would do something like that, release Christmas at Ground Zero as a holiday single and then move Slime Creatures to slot 11, you've got a perfect album. Yeah, 100%. Like, that would be so good. But Slime Creatures has to be at the end. There's no other way. As much as I said Yoda and Christmas at Ground Zero sound like album enders as well, Slime Creatures is the perfect album ender. Do you think he was aware of his formula by the time he did? I'm wondering that too. Yeah, because, I mean, we we talk about this formula of, like, how he lays out his albums, and I'm wondering if that was some... If if he had locked into this that thing at, by this point, because after this, we start to see it. It is pretty solidified how he wants to structure an al- album going forward. Yeah, it makes you wonder if he questioned his own... Because he did it on album two. Yeah. And then he changed it. I, I still so bad want to ask him, why? Why did you do that? 
why is Dare to be Stupid structured so weird? <laughs> he dared to be stupid. He dared to be stupid. He was having a real stupid party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that. That's that's stupid party. Okay. So, what do you think? Um, Controversial yet brave? Okay, so... <laughs> I like Surgeon... Surgeon going into Dare to be Stupid. Like, I like it because that's how it was done on the album. But it seemed like looking at it now seems like too much of a powerhouse of two songs right back to back. Like, cause, just because Dare to be Stupid is so incredible. And Surgeon is one of his best songs. He like, one of his best parodies. Yeah. It's, um, I'm not going to argue with it at all. It's just m- given the opportunity to split those up, I, I would do that. Mm hmm. Um, it's interesting that you kept hernia because I don't. I... Well, can we look at before we move on to track three? Can we look at his other albums and see the first two tracks? Sure. You want to? I'm curious now if they also all start. Let's move on to the next one. Even worse. Sure. Which we'll be talking about soon, anyway. Yeah, fat and then stuck in a closet with Vanna White. So I guess you're right in that regard. Stuck in a closet with Vanna White isn't huge. And Eddie Vedder is a second track. Eddie Vedder is not a huge track. I love My Baby's in Love with Eddie Vedder. But Hardware Store? It is more subdued than Dare to be Stupid. Now, okay, right. what leads Hardware Store? Uh, is it... Um, uh, is that Couch Potato? Couch Potato? Yeah. I think so. Sorry, we're talking so many Weird Al songs, it starts to get really overwhelming, and you start forgetting things that you've known your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> UHF is a bad example. I'm looking at that now. Okay. Okay, how about this one? Smells like Nirvana and Trigger Happy. Um, yeah. I guess Trigger Happy is not that strong of a song. Man, you're right. Dare to be stupid was. That's the thing about the song Dare to be stupid. It's just such a freaking breezer, man. It's such a good song. Like he had, he had no right to, to make to make Dare to be stupid such a good original. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. <laughs> it's really hard to place because of that. It should have been a parody. It just sounds like it has the the power of a parody. Yeah, it really does. Like it, it's the it's one of the few originals that has transcended the original slot, and is as is as appreciated as his parodies are by the mainstream out there. Yeah, and in in that respect, I think Dare to Be Stupid is really hard to place in the context it of is. an album. Yeah, we, just a power parody. It's like, man, I'm looking at every album, and every track too is good, but not crazy good. Like. Everything You Know Is Wrong after Amish Paradise. Amish Paradise was huge. Everything You Know Is Wrong is really good, especially to you and I as yeah. big-time fans. But it did not... It just didn't reach the caliber of Dare To Be Stupid. It almost seems to me like Dare To Be Stupid should have been the tail end of an album, like one of his first three albums, before he hit on the either either a ta- either the tail end or the very first track of an album. But... He definitely did like a surgeon because of Madonna. I mean, I, we're we're reevaluating this now because of how good Dare to Be Stupid turned out. That's true. So I have no problem with the way that um, Dare to Be Stupid is structured, other than slime creatures and hooked on polkas being at the end. But yeah, it is it is perplexing to think about Dare to Be Stupid in the context of the second track of that album. Well, I guess we just kind of have to dismiss its its power for a minute and just call it a great a great uh, song a great original yeah i have honestly i have dare to be stupid and dog eat dog like on par with each other with how much i love those songs and how much they are 
mm-hmm. homages but, to their bands. And I agree, but that's you know that's just ignoring how they performed. Right. So yeah, you have to take that into consideration. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. They're both great songs. It, it, it does surprise me a little bit that you have Hernia because I... I don't think I enjoy that parody as much as you do. Kind of like the where I like Spuds more, um, which which also speaks to why, which is which also speaks to why I'm interested why you included um, Spuds. The we've already talked about the polka party argument. You can go either way between the two albums. Um, well, think about it this way: if you didn't include Hernia or Spuds, there's there's not that very many strong. Uh, well, parodies. when I start pitching you my album... Well, yeah, I was about to say, there's one that I left off that I knew was going to be a problem. <laughs> and I think it, I think if, if we're both thinking of the same one, I will make the argument. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, other than that, yeah, there, I don't see any other craziness with what you've done with the album mm-hmm. i'm gonna get i'm gonna get really crazy with the the stu- i'm gonna get really stupid with my party <laughs> okay let's hear um, it i'm gonna start the album with christmas <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like i okay i get it there's no way there's no way i get it but i think comedically if you start an album that is not a holiday album with <laughs> christmas at ground zero and then the rest of the album has nothing to do with a holiday I honestly think that hits a funny bone that everybody would respect. I think, A, the label would kick you out of the office. <laughs> They'd laugh you down the street and say, come back to us when you make some better decisions. B, you would be seen as a novelty act, like Spike Jones. Okay. And all those guys, they'd be like, oh, you're opening up with this tongue-in-cheek piece of work that's like coily... Instrumentated, instrumentated, instrumentalized. It sounds very much like a parody of the Christmas season. I don't. I think put, leading the album with it makes you seem like a flash in the pan. Right. Okay. Sorry. Well, sorry to judge your musical career, no. Gary. <laughs> no, I get it. That. I mean, that's that's strong thoughts. So originally, um, I made this. I was making my list as you were rattling yours off, and mm-hmm. originally I had Yoda there. Okay, that's fine. That would that would be a stronger lead because one it it, it mm-hmm. uh, evokes thoughts of Star Wars, which you want to do with a, a title track because he kind of did that with Hernia on Polka Party. You know, think of a movie. He also did that with Saga Begins. Exactly. So, and so if go. he had started, if he if this if that, I don't think anybody in the world would make the argument that Yoda wouldn't be a great sure. album leader. Um. And the reason I switched them is because I don't like the back half of my album where I would have Christmas instead of where Yoda is later. But we'll roll with this because I think this will this will end up being better if I start with Yoda and then go into one of those days. Okay. Uh, I felt I felt like that was a more obscure second track that landed better in that second spot. Um. Uh. Then I rolled into like a surgeon as my third track, and. I don't have a single problem with there to be uh, don't wear those shoes in slot four. Like that just feels like the perfect original to have in that spot mm-hmm. out of the two out of the two albums. And then I went with hooked on polkas, and then out of hooked on polkas, since it's a a, a polka with the madness hmm. of mixing all those songs together, I rolled right into the the slow uh, one more minute yeah. out of the polka. And then here's where I would drop in. I want a new duck. So 
you made the argument for having spuds, and I would make the argument to have duck over spuds. Uh, waiter, I'll have the duck over the spuds. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna have to specify. Would you like? Would you like us to? Are you choosing ducks over spuds, or would you like us to cook the duck over a bed of spuds? Serve the duck over a bed of spuds. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. And then uh, duck would go Quackers in. Quackers and mash. <laughs> <laughs> Quackers and chips. <laughs> yeah, so duck, and then I would roll into Dare to be Stupid, and then... Yoda would, or uh, Christmas at Ground Zero would come in after Stupid. Then I would go Dog Eat Dog. And then I would cut the album short a song and go into Slime Creatures. And I would just nix one of the tracks. You didn't do. Which polka did you use? Hooked on. After Don't Sorry, Worry. Sorry, you, you started breezing there and I got. Did you include one more minute? Yes. I'll, uh, I, I went Christmas, or no, I went Yoda. One of those days. Right. Like a mm-hmm. surgeon. Don't wear those shoes. Wait, I thought you had one of those days at... Oh, you're, you're starting at the beginning. Okay. Yes. Okay, Yoda, one of those days. Surgeon, don't wear those shoes. Duck on polkas. Okay. One more minute. Okay. Duck. Dare. Yoda. Eat dog. And slime creatures. Okay. So you've taken hernia off. Yeah, I nixed hernia. You, you, took, off, you took off two parodies and only replaced it with one parody yeah so i you see the problem here well i mean i instead of duck i went or instead of spuds i went duck yeah and then i nixed hernia okay so i dropped it and you've got where so where it gets yeah so you had dog eat dog yoda one more minute christmas and slime yeah that's fine that's fine yeah, you 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 added one more parody in, parody in there where I don't I, I don't necessarily think it was you, you have to, but for for the sake of keeping two more solid parodies, that mm-hmm. like it's that's great, that's cool. Yeah, that's just with me flying by the seat of my pants. Yeah, you didn't like, have much time together. to think about it. I really just kind of threw it at you. I don't like sandwiching one song in between Dog Eat Dog and Dare. So I would try, like if I were to restructure it, I would try to flip those around. Mm-hmm. But that just just like really quick thoughts. I I have a problem with <clears throat> putting surgeon so far so far in. I think you lead with pop because you want the album to. I mean, it sounds redundant, well, but you want pop. the album to pop. Yeah, it's a big dance number. So okay. But no, Yoda's good too. I, because I was curious, I went and looked when he led with Saga Begins because much like Yoda, it's a kind of a subdued uh, singer-songwriter kind of song. Folky. Yeah, it's a little folky. It's rock, but not hard rock. America. they're both about Star Wars. And so I was like, he led with a non-pop song when he did Saga Begins, so he buried pop on that album. But then when I looked at Running With Scissors, there's no pop. Yeah. It's all, it's, here's the genres in order. Americana, Zydeco, rock, show tune, rock, hard rock, polka, ska, <laughs> rap, truck driving country, um, swing, and then punk rock. 
Yeah, you're right. It's the least pop album, I think. We should talk about that one day. What's his least pop album? <laughs> I think it might be Running With Scissors. It makes sense because it feels like it feels like yeah. the 90s were yeah. buying... Well, that would have been the early 2000s. Where That's true. Pop was kind of... Yeah, but he's coming off of the 90s. Yeah. No, I think... Uh, I think uh, no, Running With Scissors was 99. So we were just now getting into the new metal stuff yeah. and coming out of... Yeah. God, yeah. help us. Um, so let's talk about what we didn't include just briefly. We, people know our opinions on some of these songs, but you know we left off um, completely ditched. Uh, here's Johnny. Yep. Because it's just kind of hmm. uh, toothless people. Not a great song. <laughs> uh, good enough for now. He tackled country kind of better later on, and that idea he he's done a few times. And like I said, a little repetitive. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like straight up something off of the stage over at the Grand Ole Opry, but uh, not 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 that funny. Um, on the other album, we left off uh, "George of the Jungle" just to cover. Uh, Girls just want to have lunch. We don't have to talk about why. Nope. Uh, I took off "This Is the Life," even though I love that song. It was in a movie, so the world has it, and so no need to double place it. Hopefully it would have found some acclaim, even though that movie didn't, you know, nobody watches it now. Um, so there's no, it probably didn't do too great. At least didn't stand out over the test of time. But um, like I said, the world has, this is the life. Um, no sense in putting it on this album as well, as great of a song as it is. I sort of lump uh-huh. this is the life, cable TV in one of those days, like in kind of like, where I where I view like the caliber of song on the album, and so I figured, yeah, you really only need one of those, and one of those days is is better than those two, in my opinion. Yeah, and I hated giving Cable the Deadpool two treatment, but I had to take it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, as it was really hard to choose, I like Cable TV a lot too. Yeah, but I felt again he kind of would go on to do that in Can't Watch This and Couch Potato and Syndicated Incorporated yeah. and a million other songs. So um, I felt, you know, it just had, it. yeah, it happened. It's fine. I, I wasn't happy about it, but in order to do this dumb experiment that I decided to do, <laughs> sacrifices had to be made. Hey, that is a stupid party, my friend. It was a really stupid party. I'm still cleaning up after it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's That was the uh, point of this episode. Now you understand the title. I like it. Garrett, as we close, I would like to um, extol you with the virtues of our Lord and Savior, Girls Just Want to Have Lunch. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said that my mic stand broke. <laughs> Hold on a second. That this is, is going to sound loud. That is... <laughs> That is God above saying, watch it. <laughs> there we go. I think I fixed it. I don't know if the her- listeners heard any of that. but um, Okay, so yeah, I, I haven't turned around on the quality of the song. Uh, we the Long story short, we've talked about it a million times. Uh, Weird Al was kind of held held with his feet to the fire. Uh, label said, Madonna, or not Madonna, Cindy Lauper is a hot act, and we would like you to parody... Um, girls just want to have fun, or we're not going to put the album out. That's how the story goes. Um, so he did it, complete with uh, sound effects like crunching, manualism thrown in there. Uh, we've um, kind of 
spoken about how it feels like the lyrics are uh, half kind of half constructed like it's just a really simple concept say that girls love to eat and move on which um honestly kind of hateful yeah uh we've come a long way as a society uh we don't want to think that weird al would do anything that was hateful toward one type of person especially an entire gender but um he was it was the song he was stuck with the song was about girls so you can't give give him too much slack but upon further listens I think that despite trying to make it sound like the dumbest parody that he could without completely phoning it in, I think he's hidden a couple hints in there to give us his actual opinion on the matter. Okay. You're tipped off early when he says some girls like to buy new shoes and others like driving trucks and wearing tattoos. He immediately recognizes that I'm not completely lumping every person with different kind of down there parts into one category and saying they're all the same. I'll acknowledge that some are this way and some are that way, including saying some like to drive trucks and wear tattoos, which I think at that time may have been considered something more like a man would do. Uh, Sorry, that's just probably how people felt. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that it's right or wrong. Um, So I think that he kind of hints at what he's trying to get to. He goes on to say much further down, um, that's all they really want, some lunch. Don't ask them to dinner or breakfast or brunch because girls, they want to have lunch. If the point of the song, and here's where I get to what I'm trying to say. If the point of the song was to be mean to women by saying that they eat too much and that's all they cared about doing is eating, then he, then the non-discerning hungry women of the world wouldn't care what time of day it was or what the title was, what title was given to the meal. As long as they're able to eat, they're fine. But by specifically giving distinction to saying it's the concept of lunch, there's something about eating in the middle of the day and calling it lunch, and not brunch, not breakfast or dinner, but lunch. So instead of saying women be eaten, what he's actually saying through context here is that Women are obsessed with the idea of a thing called lunch, which removes the idea that they just got to eat because that's all they do, and instead makes it this really silly thing where their obsession with food and a time of day makes them such a weird species as compared to us men. And I think that the character of the song is saying, hey, I'm not making fun of women. I'm just throwing out this alternate reality where women only like lunch because it's not true. Some some women love to eat a lot. Some women don't like to eat hardly at all. And I'm sure there are preferences as w- what time of day they eat all over the board. Some, some la- ladies are probably crazy about breakfast because it's the best meal of the day. It's the most important one. Some probably like dinner. So he's, he's created this imaginary universe where women are like, gotta have lunch. Screw the other meals, which isn't healthy for you. You gotta, you gotta spread those things out. So I don't think that we should look at this. If you're gonna find uh, something to hate about this song, and you're like, "How dare he?" No, think instead of, "Huh, what a weird thing to be obsessed with: eating lunch and eating a meal at noon and not any other time of day." Does that help? <laughs> Dakota, what? Mm-hmm. Give it to me. Lay it on me, Gare. I will say this. If 
if my brain had the computing power to process <laughs> that argument prior to every time I listened to that song, okay, I think that would make it better. Good. That's all I really want. Some lunch. <laughs> yes, lunch. No, that's all I wanted. I wanted to find something in the song. I brought up the lyrics on uh, Genius, on Lyric Genius. Okay. You know that website? Yes. Uh, just so I got everything right. And... So after, you know, when they're eating chips, it says in brackets, crunching noises. But then where uh, Mike Kiefer is doing the manualism, they put <laughs> squirting noises. What? That's what Lyric Genius says, squirting noises. <laughs> <laughs> and if you click on it, the annotation is, much like the crunching noises, Weird Al fills this section with condiments squirting from their bottles. <laughs> Good. This person does not know anything about Weird Al. <laughs> Now every time I hear some manualism, I'm just going to imagine a ketchup and mustard bottle just squirting out their contents. <laughs> ketchup and mustard bottles wish they could sound half as good as Mike Kiefer's uh-huh. moist hands. That's exactly right. Could you imagine making <laughs> making music with ketchup and mustard bottles? <laughs> uh, we should probably look into that. Again, it's probably on YouTube already. Uh, we'll find out here in just a few minutes when we get done recording, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. I will say this, trying to listen to this and find something in it, I found a hidden burp. Okay. So you have one more reason to listen to it. There is a burp that is really well hidden. Like It's like it was done in the studio, but not on the mic. Cue your Girls Just Want to Have Lunch to listeners. Do this. This is the last thought we'll leave you with. Cue Girls Just Want to Have Lunch to 2.36, minute two, second 36. Or or just a few seconds before, and like the punctuation of a thought as the song is winding down, sort of, is this really hidden burp. And there's your treasure. That's what we'll leave you with. That nice. It's good to get all the burps in. A hidden burp. A hidden burp. If I'm wrong, I mean, it could just be something musical, but it sounds exactly like a belch. So there you go. Here I'll put it. I'll put it in the episode right there. <laughs> See, there you go. That's your burp. That's your burp for today, Garrett. Yes, sir. This has been a mini topic episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite mini. It was. I hope so. How how long have we been recording? Oh, uh, one hour. Hey, that's good for us. That <laughs> is actually. <laughs> All right, listeners out there, find us on Twitter at Talking Out to You. Find us on Facebook at A Weird Mountain Podcast. That's the forum. Talk about this show and the others. Uh, next time you hear us, uh, well, I guess we'll be going into even worse. Even worser. Yep, which is even better than its precursor. Oh, that was good. <laughs> um, uh, until then, uh, dare, uh, to, to be, be uh, stupid. stupid. Bye. Bye. Me Talking Weird Out to You is a podcast on the Weird Mountain Network. Find it on weirdmountainpodcast.com or on Twitter at TalkingAlToYou. The hosts are Dakota Rimmer and Garrett Hale, and they can be found on Twitter at the underscore rumorverse and at GarrettHale89, respectively. If you'd like to talk to us about this show or any of the other ones on this network, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash weirdmountainpodcast. Consider leaving us a review on iTunes, because the world needs more good things.